What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw after show, and have we got a show for you. We've got bull rope matches, we've got a whole bunch of qualifying matches, and we even had the Judgment Day, believe it or not. But before we get in to all of that, allow me to introduce the crew today. I'm Jack Farmer, being joined by Matt Coon, my rival on podcast. Not really. I just think it'd be cool to have a rival one of these days. Uh, and uh, and Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, how you doing? And when we say how you doing, I need you to let me know how you felt about that guy in the front row today with the sign that said the original ref. I don't know about the original ref, man. I've been blessed to be <laughs> learning from some of the best in the business ever. So when he says original ref, you ain't it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, not pulling any punches here, but uh, Matt, can we be podcast rivals? I don't know. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm the guy who gets in so much heat with so many people without even trying. Like, I don't even know any of the rules that I break. So it's possible you can just get mad at me for no reason because it happens all the time. Hey, you I know just, what? I try yeah. to be the most neutral person in the world. And this weekend I got viscerated by, anyways. No, I Matt, hear you, get, Matt. I can know where you're coming from. Matt, get it, a load of this guy, the referee, being trying to call it down the middle. Am I'll I right? Tell you, he is down the middle, 100%. But these days, with these issues, it's hard to be that way. Isn't that fun in <clears throat> pro wrestling, though? Like, we're supposed to be divided. I mean, we're trust me, folks. And by the way, feel free to light up the chat with your comments about the weekend, because we're going to talk all about it uh rocky already getting started here uh we're talking all about it so let me know your thoughts in the chat about you know what we're gonna talk about um but, but we, sorry yeah. to cut you off there i mean you talk about wrestling fans being divided nowadays but uh, you know i hate to sound like the old school get off my lawn guy or like as tony Gray used to say back in my day it, it's it's different now. It's not like baby faces and heels like traditional in in the sense where, uh, you know, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing it from some people, and I'm digging it. 
but for the most part, it almost feels like people want to be the, the cool guy in the room and still get booed. And it doesn't work that way sometimes. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I posted on Twitter. I don't have as many followers as you guys, so no one saw it. But I posted this great interview with, um, oh, what's his name? Breaking Bad. Uh, Mike, uh, Brian Cranston. And he was talking about being an actor. And he said, at the end of the day, if it makes you feel something, it was good. And I feel like that was, for me, that was the message of the weekend was, did you feel something? Well, good. Um, I'm sure we're going to disagree on that, though. That's the fun part. I mean, also a welcome distraction from from so much more serious real-life issues involving wrestling. It allowed us as fans to take a step back and kind of focus on the on-air stuff without pushing the real stuff to the background. That should be in the forefront. But at the same time, that's what wrestling does. That's what entertainment does. It gets our mind off of these uh, many times horrible things that happen in real life. Yes, absolutely. 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 Very well said. Well, as we let everyone settle in and find their seats, of course, uh, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. If you're here, uh, a little bit of quick news before we get into the show. Uh, Fightful Select is reporting that NXT's Dijak uh, is set to become a free agent in June. Now, it feels like there's a lot of these free agents coming up here in the next couple of months. I don't know if this is something that's just uh, and Jimmy, I will go to you. It's just a typical like kind of time of year. Most contracts are up right around springtime. Or is this uh, odd that it feels like a lot of people have this? Um, what do you think about Dijak's contract coming up and just the timing of it? No, I, it feels like it's a, a lot of contracts are coming up at this time. And, it, and, and with Dijak, if I'm not mistaken, this is his second stint with uh, NXT, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a time now where there is competition out there for people to get signed. There is other options other than WWE because WWE used to be the place you wanted to go. Everybody wants to go there. At least now you could say, hey, maybe I can go here and create something. Maybe I could take this road, go to TNA, who, who are starting to find their groove as well. You know, and, and you know, we, we see in promos CM Punk, not CM Punk, uh, but uh, Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes talking about leaving WWE, going to the independents, finding their way, finding themselves, and then coming back. Maybe that's a path that he needs to take too. Go out there and experience something else, find who he is, and then come back if he wants to. And, you know, show us that. Show us him. Yeah, as uh, Baby Ice in the chat says, Dijak just got the win Sunday. He'll resign. Um, whenever I see something like that, Matt, I always think, is it resign or resign? I can't, <laughs> very uh, different things there. But resign uh, as a hyphen. There, I don't know how to read, mm-hmm. but we have. Um, uh, I got to. Uh, I, so Dijak, I think, is someone that a lot of the people who enjoy good wrestling matches, people have been a fan of for a long time. Matt, uh, if you're, if you're. Dijak. Now, this is obviously a tough thing to say because there's a million things that go into it. But do you think Dijak should maybe test the waters of free agency first? Or do you think that, look, man, he's already at the dance. Stick around. It's an interesting thing with Dijak. He is a legit big fella. He is at least six foot seven, probably every inch of it. Uh, He's got a lot of, you know, like you say, in ring stuff. But WWE, it's often not the guy's ready to come up. It's more of there's a spot for that guy. Is there a spot for Dijak? Now, when you look around the wrestling world, AEW, TNA, Japan, there's always room for a six foot seven guy who can wrestle. 
In WWE, it, it just might not be the case. You know, he's an NXT, goes up, knows retribution, comes back. They might not see in him what, what he wants them to see in him. So he might need to do the Drew McIntyre slash Cody Rhodes tour. Um, he has a lot of ability. There's no reason he can't be brought up right away. But at the same time, you got to have a spot. And right now, talent is rich on the main roster. It's really rich everywhere, too. And that's, I think, one of the risky parts about it is I think the idea of go somewhere else, become a big star, and then come back a bigger star, it sounds really nice. And there are some great people who have done it. Also, a lot of people who have done that, and then you don't really hear much from them ever again. So Disappeared, it, yeah. It, it, it can be tricky, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to what Dijak should do because, like I said, he's... I mean, I think everyone's goal is to be in the WWE and to be at NXT and to be doing that. So um, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I mean, the, the more interesting thing I always say is when someone jumps ship and it goes every direction, not just leaving WWE, but like when someone goes from TNA to WWE or from AEW to WWE or WWE to AEW or whatever, that's always the fascinating thing from a an, a, a immediately interesting thing. But yeah, it's, Dijak's in an interesting spot. Everyone in the chat, this will be uh, your, one of your questions and everyone in the in, yeah in the live chat or in the chat below. Let me know what you think Dijak should do. If you were his agent and you were booking him, where would you want him to go? Would you want him to stay? Would you want him to uh, go somewhere else? Uh, a, a line I heard, I think it's in NXT or Triple H said it, but uh, you're not here to earn a spot. You're here to take a spot. And I think that's one of the the things that maybe Dijak has to think you know. It, to your point, Matt, it's not just a matter of you're great, so here's a here's a spot. But there's only so much time on the on TV, so you got to take someone's. Yeah, and you look at the past. You know, again, going to the past, you look at the guys who did take their spot. You took when when Eddie Guerrero and the, the you know the Radicals came over from uh, WCW. Eddie took that spot. Mm -hmm. And JBL transformed from the cowboy character into the you know. Uh, the suit wearing, you know, character and yeah. then into the APA and all that stuff. He took that spot. There were guys that took that spot. And and that's maybe what he needs to do is, is figure out who he is so he can take that spot. Yeah. Max is saying he should go to AEW ring of honor. Stephen camp saying stay in NXT WWE. Uh, and then of course uh, some people saying they just want to see some good matches with him. So I think as a talent would love to see him do more. Uh, what I'd also love to see is everyone hit the like, comment, share, subscribe button, five-star review on the Apple podcast, a little comment, a nice little comment. Uh, as you guys know, I live in constant fear of our static media overlords who look down on us from static media tower. And I need to offer them five-star reviews uh, to, <laughs> to appease them. So uh, if you could leave some of those, that's always appreciated. Uh, let's get into this show, fellas. Let's get into this opening contest, this opening segment. Of course, uh, if you're a lurker, I want to give you a shout-out as well real quick. I also want to give a shout-out to all the people chatting, Lego Brick Collector, Ricky Zaldivar, KOD, Steven, Blue, Cool, Rocky, Michael, Beer, Tommy, Huffman, Ethan, Max, Jeff, Steven, uh, Gary, Tuck, Sherrod, Azel, Baby, Say, Jay, I think I'm getting everyone, Majestic Marie, uh, Keith Banks, Montez, uh, everyone. I am error. You stuck around. I am error. I see ya. 
by the way, in the chat before the show goes live, and then you disappear during the show. I know you're doing it. You're skipping out on class I am error. I'm glad to see you showed up for a little bit, at least today. Uh, and, of course, Pitt Milligan stalking you and uh, Mike Martin. Chad, I see your comment. We're going to get to it in just a second. Let me just set the stage, though. Uh, <laughs> we got uh, the champ, Seth Rollins, comes out to talk about what happened on SmackDown. And he hears the people want Cody. So brings out Cody. The crowd does all the talking until Seth eventually says he wants to prove he can beat Cody. Drew McIntyre comes out and says he wants to face Rollins and Cody needs to challenge Reigns. Eventually McIntyre attacks Rollins and Cody uh, sends Drew packing. Matt, this was, uh, first off, we got a lot to unpack here going into this. The Cody, The Rock, Roman Reigns, uh, Seth Rollins, Going into the weekend, it felt like it was a sure thing. Clearly now, nothing has been officially announced. Uh, just your thoughts on all of that. Uh, but also, I would love for you to talk about this promo. And in my opinion, really one of the best, this is a real life thing we're seeing, but they're talking in pro wrestling terms, if that makes sense. Well, you know, what a night it was Friday night. You know, WWE. Uh, had made the decision to go with Rocky uh, and Roman. And, you know, they presented what uh, that way. What they didn't really count on, I think, beyond the backlash was the look on Cody Rhodes' face. You know, like, I don't think they really counted on that. But they definitely left some wiggle room. You know, they didn't announce the match. They didn't say this happening for sure. They left some wiggle room just in case. And I think what we saw today, I'm, you know, just going back and forth on it, I think what we saw today was them trying to co-opt the the We Weren't Cody movement in an effort to kind of quell it just a little bit. I don't think 100% they did not want we, we a Rocky Sucks chance. There were Rocky Sucks chance on Raw today. WWE did not want that. Rocky did not want that. TKO did not want that. Uh, TKO's head, Ari Emanuel, who is Rock's manager or uh, Rock's agent, did not want that. Um I think they were planning on some backlash with the Cody thing. I think they underestimated it. I think right now it's still set to be Rocky and Roman, but all things are in play uh, just in case and just in case it gets worse. But I think it worked a little bit, WWE. I think they may have muted the Cody stuff just a little bit tonight, put him in a three-segment match, you know, embrace it. Anytime WWE embraces something, it kind of makes it a little bit less cool, you know, so... Mm -hmm. um, as far as the promo goes, it was great. It was great, you know. Uh, the looks on Seth's and Cody's faces when the fans chanted Rocky Sucks was amazing to me. It was like, well, <laughs> let's switch up a little bit. Um, it still seems like they're trying to sell us this match, 100%. Uh, yeah, Jimmy, this was um, – it, it's an interesting setup because obviously as wrestling fans – I think most wrestling fans want to see Cody versus Reigns. This is what we've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, but then on the other hand, I've had two friends reach out to me and say, hey, is The Rock going to wrestle? Uh, and ask about it. And so it's it's an interesting thing because you know everyone always says it's about the business and everyone tries to talk like they know what business is. And then, of course, something like this happens and suddenly it's like you can't do this and, and people are torn. I guess first off, again, talk to me about all your thoughts on this Rock versus Reigns potential thing or what, what's going on with this. Uh, and are we getting Roman Reigns versus The Rock? Or 
is your prediction that something different is going to happen here? Uh, first, let me tell you that the, the thing that that is that we need from this whole situation is for Cody to explain why, because he did say on Friday Night SmackDown, he pointed to that title. He says, I want that title. I'm going to take that title from you, but not at WrestleMania. He said those words. That's that's the interesting thing. And yes, we can paint a picture like I tried to paint a picture with uh, Justin on Sunday on his uh, Busted Open podcast uh, live uh, show that maybe he, you know, you do get Seth and and uh, Cody Knight one and Cody wins that title, which they're making a compelling argument for. Seth is doing a great job of making a compelling argument that that is the title to go for. So let's say that we have that on night two, Roman manages to get by the rock to, for the, not only for the title bird, who is the head of the table, who sits at the head of the table. And before all the ballyhoo with, with Roman happens, Cody's music hits, he comes out, he stands at the top of that stage. He holds that title up, points to it, looks at Roman, points to him and says, it just nods his head. That's all he's got to do. And Roman's got to look at him like, oh, brother, this is going to happen. Uh, something like that. you got to get me invested, but you got to give me the reason why Cody stepped aside for The Rock. We didn't get well, that tonight. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I love the opening segment. I thought it was great. But the guy who benefited the most in that opening segment was Drew McIntyre. Absolutely. I think he, he's been crushing his opportunity. I think everyone's been crushing now we can argue about the direction of the storytelling, but I feel like given what they're supposed to do, everyone has just been executing absolutely perfectly. Uh, but Matt, I want to throw the question to you from Chad W. You get the, you get the super chat. Uh, Chad W says, I expressed my deep frustration about Cody to a friend of mine who works within WWE and compared my feelings now to 2014. He reminded me Triple H is in charge now and to trust the process. Uh, Matt, now, of course, Cody went to Twitter and said something along the lines of uh, to, to trust him as well. Do you think that think we're going to end up happy at the end of WrestleMania one way or the other? No. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. I think it's a possibility Rocky walks through with the title. Now, 100%. It is not the same company it was when Daniel Bryan thing happened. We were there at WrestleMania. Me and my son it was our first wrestling trip at WrestleMania 30 uh, for Daniel Bryan. It was an amazing thing that happened. It was lightning in a bottle. Uh, as far as you know, with with what's going on with uh, with the question. Sorry, um, Triple H is not really. I mean, he's running it, but he's not in charge the way he was a few months ago. You know, when you've got The Rock there, you've got Nick Khan there. Nick Khan is running it, and he's he's been good about Triple H being able to run the show the way he wants. But this might be one of those exception situations, you know. I don't think it was a quid pro quo like Meltzer reported that if Rock gets the seat, then he wants the match. I don't think it's like that. But I think Rock's got a lot of power. You know, Rock's got a ton of power, more than Triple H. You know, so if he wants the match, it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be in 2014. So it's going to be handled a lot better for sure. But you can see what they're trying to do. This is, so this is my thoughts on the whole thing from Friday on. And this is where maybe some people are going to get upset with me. Is again, as a wrestling fan, I wanted to see Cody versus Roman Reigns. That's what I want to see as a wrestling fan. But this is WrestleMania. 
And it's always been what's the biggest headline match that they can have. And this isn't a, a rock thing. This isn't a Nick Khan thing. This isn't a new, this is the way it's literally always been since the beginning of this. Before it was the rock showing up for these big spots, it was Brock Lesnar. And then it was Goldberg. And then it was the rock again. And then it was John Cena. And then so on and so forth. And I always say, I mean, Lawrence Taylor main evented over Diesel and Shawn Michaels. The first WrestleMania ever was Mr. T in the main event. This is what they've always done. The one time they didn't do it was when they had, and these are two of my favorite all-time wrestlers, Jericho versus Triple H for the title. And everyone says they should have put Rock and Hulk Hogan in the main event at that show. Uh, so I feel like this is what they've always done. Of course, there are the few examples like Kofi and, and Daniel Bryan, and they're incredible. But when I saw this happen, I was bummed as a fan, but I'm also like this, this is literally what WrestleMania is every single time. I don't, I, that's just how it goes. And that's why I know there's a lot of people trying to work around it, but I just think that the exception that was the wrestling fan story was last year with Cody Rhodes and R Roman Reigns. It didn't go the way everyone wanted, but I, I don't know. This just feels like this is what WrestleMania is. This is how it goes every year. I, I it's, I, that, that's that's my thought on it. I don't know. No, I'll let you guys respond to it, Jimmy. What, no, what do you what say? You really, yeah, really quickly here. Like I get what you're saying, but again, like you said, this is a business, and who, who is the biggest star on the planet right now? The Rock. The Rock. Basically, and having him at WrestleMania is a big deal, and having him against your biggest star, the heel star, right now, who may change at WrestleMania. We don't know with this Rocky sucks movement going on. But at the same time, he is the he is the man. And Cody's talking with the, the whole thing about this story. He's got to finish the story. Why does the story technically have to end at WrestleMania? Yes, I get it. That's the biggest platform. But at the same time, he can tell that story. It looks like the WWE wants to go in that direction where Roman surpasses Hulk Hogan for the modern era for the longest title reign in the modern era. They can still do that and still finish the story at the same time. What if, and I'm going to throw this out to both of you guys, what if, because today is the 36th anniversary of the main event where Andre the Giant defeated Hulk Hogan with the twin referee angle, which I was there for, which is a great moment, still stuck in my brain, no matter how, much, how many ref bumps I've taken, it's still there. And I remember that moment. Why can't they do it at Madison Square Garden? If I'm not mistaken, they're scheduled to be there in September. Why not do a special main event on, Pe on not on Peacock, but on uh, maybe on Peacock, but what on NBC, on USA Network, somewhere special, have that match where the most eyes can see it? I don't know. Just a thought. Just throwing it out there. Well, to your point, you know, Jimmy, and, and your point, Jack, uh, the thing is, with WrestleMania, you're 100% right. It's star-driven, right? But they've been telling this story. Now, Jimmy, you're totally right. You can totally book Madison Square Garden, except Cody won the Rumble and pointed at Roman, and they had a face-off a month before earlier. We Whether or not you want to believe, like, I think it's been leading to this mania, but <clears throat> it hasn't been this overt thing. But that Royal Rumble thing was overt. He won, pointed at Roman. Everyone knows that what he wants. Everyone knows the story is that belt. So it, it to to Jack's point about, you know, it's star-driven, we've never had one of these things where it was a plot, a storyline that was hijacked f 
five days after the Royal Rumble, after the match was kind of set, Rock comes in, boom, nope, it's not this. It's not what you guys thought, it's this. So it's not just a star thing. It is something that doesn't work for the fans' interest. And to your point about Rock being the biggest star in the world, for sure. But what is the cost of that one-time bump over all the kids and all the fans that have invested in Cody's story and are absolutely confused right now. I'm not saying he loses. I'm saying he doesn't get the match. And these kids dress up like him. They show up at him as him. They are utterly confused about what's going on. I think it costs them more in the long run than it gains them. There's one well, little thing. No, I agree. I, I do agree with what you're saying. I'm sorry to cut you off, Jack. But yeah. there's one little thing that we keep forgetting from the rumble itself is that when Cody was pointing to Roman Reigns up in the skybox, there was a shot of, from another skybox of Seth Rollins with the belt there looking a little boo-boo face like, hey, what do you mean you're pointing at the rock? So maybe that seed was planted there. Maybe this was the direction they were thinking of going the whole time and having him point to Roman made people go, ah, this is the match I want to see. And then, you know, you throw that curveball, and of course, with the CM Punk injury, they always say at the bottom of the card, at uh, the bottom of the, the lineup, card subject to change. I don't yeah. know if that threw a monkey wrench into things, but that little scene where you saw Seth Rollins in his skybox going, hey, wait, it almost had, he had that look on his face like, hey, wait a minute. You know? I, I'm, I, uh, I know we got to move. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chuck. I was going to say, I, I, I want to reiterate that for everything I said, I agree. I want Cody to be the guy I want. I want this to continue. And I agree with it felt like he, it, it feels weird that he's stepping aside for the rock. I'm not saying this is great storytelling. I'm not saying that this is my favorite way this is going. I'm just saying I've seen, I've seen Brock Lesnar crush Kofi Kingston's run so he could step in and be the champion when they wanted him to be. I've seen Goldberg show up out of nowhere to be the be the guy. I've seen Mike Tyson suddenly inserted into a main event match. I'm saying from that standpoint, this isn't exactly the first time they've tried this. This is or done this. This isn't the first time that they've tried something like this. And I want to say that to Manish, I saw the the comment. Then why do people complain when Goldberg Hogan come back for one more? Because they get that that pop or whatever it is. There's clearly a reason for it. Otherwise they wouldn't keep doing it. Um, now I agree with you, Matt, long-term. I think Cody Rhodes is, he, he's their John Cena. I, I think that they should have him win, but if again, you cost them, you cost them a year of Cody on top. And let me tell you, you've seen how hard Cody's worked this last year. Imagine Cody on top and the way he works. And uh, to Jim, to Jimmy's point, absolutely. They knew they were going, Cody might not have known, but they knew they were going into um, Seth um, Seth Cody at the Rumble before CM Punk's injury. I might even say they might have been going towards Cody and Punk before the injury. They definitely pivoted. They they were they already started making merch for Rock versus Roman uh, that day, you know, or day or before that day. And other things lead me to believe that it's not the injury. They really once Rock got in the picture, they're like, "All right, sorry, Cody, it's not happening at Mania." And probably something like you said, Jimmy, it's probably going to be something at MSG down the road. Uh, Majestic Marie uh, says that I was at the Rumble after the show. Cody apologized for WrestleMania 39 and then promised to finish the story at WrestleMania this year. Uh, so yeah, there's a 
Cody's crazy. That's a bit interesting. Um, <laughs> I would say Bobby Decibel, man, I see uh, Jack saying he wants Cody, but still giving WWE a pass. We got to give up this, like, you're giving people a pass or you're a shill or you're on someone's side. I'm just saying, look, check the tape. Look at all the WrestleManias. I'm just, That's what I'm saying. It's not a pass. It's historically evident this has happened at most WrestleManias. This is what they do. Uh, it's, it's not some weird... Like I'm giving them a pass. It's it's fact. Go look it up. Uh, spend some time. Uh, <laughs> Chad W with another super chat says, uh, "It's a real shame, Jack. Mania is in my backyard, and now I do not want to go. Would be my ninth Mania, but wow, such a sour taste right now. Hating the Rock like I never thought I would. So glad the real Goat Cena went over at 29. First off, get those tickets. You're gonna have a great time. And two. We got a lot of time between now and WrestleMania, man. Don't uh, don't assume that this isn't going to play out in a way that might be interesting. Yeah, and uh, I, I legitimately changed the ringtone on my phone to One Nation Under a Groove in it because that's what I wish that the wrestling fans were, One Nation Under a Groove. Uh, enjoy what we get. You may not like it at first, but give it a chance. You may be entertained, and that's what it's about. Baby Ice says, I'm a shill for heels, and I own it. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, as we move on here, obviously this is the um, uh, uh, the hot button thing. So if people have more questions, feel free, free to throw them in. Uh, we got a fatal four-way tag team qualifier match. Creed Brothers versus DIY versus Imperium versus New Day. Uh, it's a pretty long matchup, fun one. DIY gets the win, and they're facing Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate for a number one contendership match on Friday at SmackDown. Um, Jimmy, overall thoughts, it felt like um, this was an interesting one because it feels like there was so much tension between New Day and Imperium. Uh, so I was a little bit surprised that DIY got the win here. What were your thoughts on this one? I agree. I didn't think that it was a bad match. I thought it was entertaining, but at the same time, I, I, the, the crowd is not buying into DIY right now. They're not invested in them. So the choice to have them go over in this match and, and challenge Pete Dunne and, and, and Tyler next week, uh, is, is it next week or is it on Friday? Uh, Friday. It is on Friday. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's curious to me. That's all. I just didn't see that one coming. I thought I saw an opportunity here to elevate maybe the Creed brothers because those guys do have it. We haven't seen uh, maybe too soon for them. I don't mm -hmm. know. But at the same time, I, I'm just not feeling it. And I don't think the crowd felt it. Maybe that's because, you know, after that first segment, they were next and had to follow that. And the energy was sucked out of the room. And usually the crowd helps you feel different about a match. I just think they weren't as into it. They finally got him at the end. But the reaction just wasn't what you would expect. You know, there's something, there's just that something missing from DIY. I like the guys, but there's just that something missing. Yeah, Matt, I want to, uh, uh, I want your thoughts on this one. Also, I want you to answer the question from Real Haney saying, will they ever separate the tag team titles? Man, they really should. Um, they probably won't anytime soon unless some kind of plot device exists for them to do it. I don't think there's any impetus for them to do right now. WWE does not really care about tag team wrestling. Like they don't really care about a tag team scene. They're just getting singles wrestlers ready, you know, and, and, you know, putting up with tags where they can. You see a lot of, not a lot of tag title matches in a 
you know, on, on pay-per-view or through PLEs. Uh, but as far as these guys go, I think DIY makes sense because they're going to lose, you know, to to uh, Tyler Bate and uh, Pete Dunn. This is all about Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate, which is great. And DIY, give them 20 minutes with those two guys, and that's going to be a really great match. DIY was a, was a tag team that, you know, I became fans of in NXT, but they really got popular because of the quality of these long matches and also their feud with each other. It's so... There's story that's been told that a lot of WWE fans have no idea. And uh, I think, you know, they're fine. Of course, the creeds, save those creeds because, man, did everybody try to make them look good. They sure did. And did they look good? Yes, they did. Creeds are, creeds will be having gold, what, by, by the summer? You know, like, they're doing great. I just hope, uh, sorry to cut you off, Jack, but uh, I just hope they don't get uh, Chad Gable. That's all. Because there's there's another guy that that has it and just for some reason not moving forward, not stepping up. Well, I was, I was going to say, um, cause you're right. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in a moment, but Matt, I wanted it cause I know you, you're very big and you're very good at fantasy booking. Uh, I've seen. So I want to, I want to give you, oh, this is a little thing my buddy came up with on his show. It's called the, uh, the, the uh, fantasy GM. I, I'm going to make you a, a, a GM of one of a, one of the wrestling brands. And you're going to pick one of these teams to have until next WrestleMania. So it's not forever. It's just one year. Well, a little over a year. Do you draft DIY or Creed Brothers oh going forward to next WrestleMania? Creed Brothers, because we know the ceiling on DIY, which is good. Good matches. They faced my guys in FTR, an amazing match in uh, uh, more than one um, in NXT. But, man, I will buy stock in the Creed Brothers. They are something. And I will put some extra stock in that fella, Julius, because that guy is going to be something. I got a feeling. They're, I have a feeling they'll both be single stars by the end of the end of it all. But I agree. I think Julius has the uh, the look and everything like that as well. Uh, plus, just their athleticism feels un- like fake. It feels like when you play the video game and you give the Big Show <laughs> or uh, Mark Henry a top rope move, and you're like, "That's not real." People don't do that. <laughs> they look like uh, they hurt. Like it looks like it hurts to wrestle the Creed Brothers. Right. I I always whenever Brutus does that Brutus ball, I'm like, oh, I cringe. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. your my ankles hurt just watching that thing. It's a, it's almost like all the guys on the floor are like, we have to catch this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Ain't> no. <laughs> like, like Julius, Julius looks like he's got like six elbows. Like he looks like he would just 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 knock out people by accident all day. Yeah, those guys definitely they're 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 going to be in WWE for a very very long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Are they? nil signings do we guys know are they one of those um hmm. like one of those like they signed them out of college kind of deals i mean they might yeah. be i don't recall hearing either one of them be wrestlers before nxt right um and they come across so, very much like you know college athletes yeah i mean they are definitely athletes uh and if anyone in the chat knows let let, let us know uh when we move on to one of the qualifying matches becky lynch versus Shayna baszler uh Shayna works over the arm tries to tear becky apart limb by limb as we're told uh many times uh becky fights through gets the win going to her first ever elimination chamber afterwards Liv tells kathy kelly that she's going to be fighting to get revenge on rhea ripley uh, for putting her on the shelf for a year. 
Jimmy, uh, this is Becky's first elimination chamber. I know we don't know who all the participants are. Yet. In fact, we don't know who any of the other ones are yet. But is this already Becky's match to lose? Um, it kind of feels that way going into it. But at the same time, at least tonight, it, it puts some doubt in people's minds. And that was because of Shayna Baszler, right? And I know a lot of people are saying going into this match, I didn't see. There's no way that Shayna was going to win this match against Becky because Becky's the man you know, so to speak. And, uh, you know, it is, it, it, the way you put it is, is very interesting. It is kind of her, her spot to lose, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, it did feel a little different with her. She didn't get the reaction that she normally gets. It felt like something was again, missing from that audience, whether it was the St. Louis crowd, just, you know, not being as alive yeah. as, let's say Birmingham was on, on Friday, but something was missing there in the Becky thing. And, and let's see if she gets that back. Hopefully she does. Yeah, Matt, going into this one, I mean, Becky's one of the biggest stars that WWE has. Shayna Baszler, not the biggest star they have, but I've always felt that she at least provides a level of, uh, of, uh, of threat. I always like to call it like she, she could get a win. I didn't feel like this match, there was much danger for Becky Lynch, even though Shayna Baszler was in control most of it. Yeah, like they've told a story that Becky's going to go to WrestleMania. So we're seeing this as one of many steps, and they could have done a little better job of presenting some hurdles for her besides Shayna Baszler, you know? And I got to give it up for Becky Lynch because she is so popular and so good, and sometimes she is very unathletic in the ring, you know, like... When she jumps off the top rope, she sinks like a stone, like every single time I see it. And but she nobody ever notices because she covers it with her character, she covers it with her facial expressions. She is really one of the best in the business and again, they probably could have done more uh with more nuance to make it a more appealing match. But, you know, there's a lot going on in the women's division. You got Nia and you got Rhea and you got Liv and you got Becky and so you know, I guess they're just saying, let's just get Becky in the Elimination Chamber. There's, there was one little thing that kind of bothered me in the match, though, if I could just point it out, because, I, you know, you know me, Mr. Critique over here, uh, mm -hmm. is there, she had an angle lock on Becky at one point in the match. And, you know, of course, Michael Cole doing his job terrifically, you know, putting it over. Hey, is she going to make the, the man tap and all that sort of thing? But it looked like she was just holding it there. There was no emphasis. There was no looking like she was putting any pressure on it, like really cranking that ankle so to speak it just it looked flat and i, and I it, think the fans i think the audience there live noticed it as well it's so funny you say that jimmy i was literally going to mention that i had that listed as my next thing to talk to you about was the ankle lock um and also brutus did a ankle lock in the match before uh is the ankle mm -hmm. lock becoming the next super kicks used to finish matches kind of <laughs> <laughs> no not yet it's on its way there. It still hasn't, it still hasn't got to the most dangerous move in professional wrestling right now, the roll up. But yes. uh, <laughs> the, the ankle lock uh, is the ankle lock is hilarious because everybody who has any kind of like amateur or MMA background uses a wrestling move. It is a move you would never find in a million years in an MMA fight or a wrestling match. But if you have a legit wrestling background, by God, you're doing the ankle lock. Jack Swagger, Kurt Angle, Chad Gable, you know, Shayna Baszler. Ken Shamrocks. Hey, Ken Shamrock. I've, been, I've been ankle locked by Ken Shamrock, so I know. <laughs> 
It, it's amazing that they decided, okay, these guys have legit fighting moves. Put them on their belly, grab their ankle. It'll be good. That's it. Well, it's funny. That's like one of the funny things about wrestling is just the, in general, like something's done once and then we assume that that's the way it is. And I think that- And it was I, Shamrock. I yeah. Yeah, Shamrock. Well, Shamrock did it and he was a legit fighter MMA mm-hmm. guy. So if you are, you should do it too because it's a legit move, even though it's right. not. But we just- I guess that's just what it is. Like a five-year-old, a five-year-old could get out of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess it's kind of like the kendo stick thing, where it's like now if you're hardcore, you have a kendo stick. Why? I don't know. That's what hardcore guys do. That's they use kendo sticks. Speaking, speaking of which, I just remember it just popped into my head. Little things making it look like it hurts. It, it's kind of like uh, one time I I got a little bit of uh, heat from Mr. Gerald Briscoe one time in, in a false count anywhere match. Counting outside the ring on the concrete, I wasn't counting as I would in the ring, you know, hitting the cement floor as hard as I would. And he says, Jimmy, you got to count harder than that. These guys are bumping on that damn thing and you can't smack your hand on it. And I went, good point. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Graph, I don't know. I don't know if you really mean this. Of course, ankle locked by Ken Shamrock. Wish I had that on my resume. No, you don't. Pal. No, you don't. No, you don't. And it was uh, here in Toronto, in my hometown. So you know, obviously, uh, I wasn't going over. Tut Graf saying kendo stick equals Sam, and that's who I thought is the first to do it. But I don't know my my hardcore history enough to mm. say it confidently. I want to uh, say Steven it was Camp- uh, Sandman oh. used the Singapore cane. He played off of that, you know, uh, the, the the controversy yeah, at the, the time of the caning. But I know there was there was kendo sticks before Sandman, like you know. Uh, I can't. I, I mean, really, a lot of the uh, Asian fellows that would wrestle in America would yeah. use a kendo stick. Um, Sam Kemp or Stephen Kemp Camp with a uh, question for you, Jimmy, uh, asking Jimmy, what's worse, the ankle lock or Brett ripping your chest hair? Oh, definitely the chest hair through the rough shirt is 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 the worst feeling in the world. Uh, what can I tell you? You know, <laughs> it's, it's like I say, I suffer from the Greek curse. It's hair everywhere except where you want it. <laughs> Tut Graf, Glutton for Punishment, says, I wish I had getting hit with a kendo stick by Sam on my resume. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of getting things on your resume that you probably don't want, Nia Jax uh, squashed Rhea Ripley today. Uh, while dealing with Drew McIntyre, Pierce says Rip- sees Ripley coming out unscheduled. She wants Nia Jax. Pierce says it's going to happen at Elimination Chamber. Jax comes out and wrecks a whole security squad before flattening uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, Matt, I absolutely loved every single bit of this. This is one of my favorite parts of the night, actually, straight up, because I actually really like the opening thing, but of course it felt all murky because of the rock situation. Uh, but I love how this kind of showed us this is why things happen that aren't scheduled. Uh, Pierce was busy dealing with something backstage. Naya looks like an absolute monster at doing this. Uh, it didn't take a lot of time. It got right to the point. I loved it. I thought this was executed perfectly. It was great. You know, uh, Rhea and Nia is the matchup that they've been teasing for a long time. And um, I want to say, I want to say on my, one of my first times with you guys was when Nia re-debuted and attacked Rhea. And so this has been going on for a while. And, you know, Nia, as presented, I don't use a lot of insider wrestling terms, but I'll say this one. She is a true heel. Everybody hates her. Everybody boos her. I want I want her to lose. I will pay a ticket to see her lose. So there you go. She's doing her job. Great job. 
I saw someone say on Twitter, I wish I kept their at because I like to give credit where credit's due, uh, but said. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Nia Jax might be one of the sneaky best signings of the Triple H era, and I think that might be the case because Jimmy, she, she seems at like they've they've set this up perfectly. I almost think that this is a mania match the way they've built up Nia Jax. Yeah, and the maybe they've made the match official for Elimination Chamber. And you know, as much as I dislike three way matches, maybe there's a way to turn this into a WrestleMania match. Because I think the work that Nia Jax has done so far maybe deserves it. But, uh, you know, again, who do you put in that spot? Uh, Does Becky Lynch face Rhea at WrestleMania, whoever it might be? Uh, I don't know. But like you said, Nia Jax has been killing it as a heel. And that's what this is about. You want to see people either pay to see somebody win or pay to see somebody get their butt kicked. And you mm-hmm. want to you want to see Nia somebody take her out, and that's what it's all about. You know, this Rhea Ripley absolutely should be in a WrestleMania match, but there's a part of me that thinks there is a story there that Nia Jax beat Becky Lynch, and Becky Lynch has not gotten that win back yet. So a Nia Jax Becky Lynch match at WrestleMania actually is quite a story as well. Um, Again, though, you can't you can't take a WrestleMania match away from Rhea Ripley at this point after going this far with the title. Uh, but ah, something there. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the mixed tag team match: Akira Tozawa, Maxine Dupree versus Ivar and Valhalla. Uh, now, Matt, I am the world's biggest Akira Tozawa fan. I have championed him on this show. This Aware. was the part of the show where I thought I've seen this a thousand times. And I'm ready for everything to move on, Matt. Um, it was short, so that was good. But I don't even get why these guys are fighting anymore. Yeah, I'm quite, I'm not really sure either. You know, um, it was a forgettable segment. And, um, you know, uh, one of the reasons we have a three-hour Raw is so that we can fit in stuff like this and and kill time and get people involved. And didn't do much for me either. Yeah, uh mm-hmm. Of course, Chris in the chat with a really interesting comment here saying, please smash the like button uh, like Nia smashed Rhea on Raw. <laughs> uh, Depends but, uh, what you Jimmy, mean by smash. Smash. The squash. We're a PG show. Oh, that's <laughs> absolutely what I meant. Absolutely. <laughs> Not like the Roman Reigns smash where he used to say he was smashing people. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, Jimmy... Mixed mixed tag match. What's and this goes back to I guess uh, I want to make sure I focus back on the Chad Gable situation. Mm-hmm. This just I don't really get Alpha Academy's gone. Akira Tozawa and Maxine Dupree are here. There's this feud that doesn't really feel like there's a reason why they don't like each other or why they're fighting, but they've had like six matches in a row. I, I don't really know what to pull from this anymore. No, it just seems like a show filler 
from now at this point where like like matt said it is a three-hour show and you have to fill time and there are times you can't have everything try to be oh fireworks display and everybody's into everything you have to have that it's, it's a roller coaster ride you have to have those little dips to let the crowd digest other stuff unfortunately and this was just a little entertaining segment but uh maxine of course uh no offense, but could use a little time in NXT to kind of hone her in-ring skills. But she she she's better served as someone outside the ring who's coming in, accompanying people to the ring right now. It was a, a kiss of death here um, that I thought the big story of the match to me was that uh, Pat McAfee and Michael Cole kept talking about antlers and being a Viking in 2024. And I was thinking this it was interesting. That was the most entertaining part of it. So I don't want to say they shouldn't have done that, but at the same time really makes it hard to fear Ivar and Valhalla when commentaries cracking jokes at their expense the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if it did anyone any favors really mm -hmm. uh, now that it's all said and done. Um, Judgment day, they're hanging out backstage and are uh, in their hideout, their hideaway. Uh, our truth shows up and says he's been jumped in. So now he's official um miz says it's a declaration of war as he goes to match with judgment day uh eventually our truth heads out and starts throwing judgment day shirts the fans puts one on dom dom gets kicked in the face accidentally gives one to me tries to give some money to mcdonough uh and that distracts him long enough for miz to get the win um jimmy again i'll, I'll go back to you on this one this is another one. Our truth's entertaining, but this is another situation where I'm starting to feel like, okay, I've, I've seen Miz face the Judgment Day a bunch. I've seen our mm -hmm. truth hand out money, kind of ready for the next, either the next beat or for something, something to change here because it's starting to feel like it's spinning. I, no, I hear exactly where you're coming from. And that's coming from a guy who loves long term storytelling, too. This one here feels like it's very redundant in what they're doing. Our truth is pure gold. Let's put it that way. The guy is so much fun to watch. But again, you, you look at Miz, who's doing actually a good job as a babyface, but at the same time, he's against JD McDonough, who nobody cares about right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's a part of Judgment Day, but that, that doesn't even feel like it means anything. So uh, let's say. Come on, guys. Moving on. We know that eventually uh, Awesome Truth is going to get back together in some form or fashion. And maybe we'll get the Miz turn on Truth and see, again, he, he's a master heel, of course. And, and everybody loves Truth. Maybe that's the direction they're going to go eventually. But right now, let's 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 separate them from Judgment Day because it's 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 time. Yeah, it's uh, and Matt, I think uh, I think McDonough does a great job at what he does, but let's face it, he's the, the fall guy for mm -hmm. Judgment Day, so there was not really a lot of again threat. I, I even if our truth never came out, I was thinking, no way Miz is losing this match. Um, uh, where's your thoughts on Judgment Day and our truth? I feel like they were super fun, but also I, I think I'm ready to move on. Cole, though, by the way, says that he thinks that this might be an elaborate plan from our truth. Do you think that? That's going to go anywhere. Oh, this is all an elaborate plan from our truth Like this whole last 20 years where he's pretended <laughs> to be dumb. And one day he's going to get that title. And he's going to be like, you guys all thought I was dumb. Uh, quite honestly, I think the humor started out good. You know, 
Um, but I think it's defined down the Judgment Day. We're supposed to be this top bad guy group. You know, they're supposed to be these guys who you're supposed to be afraid of, but now they're mired in the comedy. And so it's it's really bringing down the stature of that group from where it could have been, which could have been at the tippy top. Of course, not a lot of room there now, but always room for some bad guys. And, and the R-Truth, um, Katie McDonough comedy, to me, isn't doing any favors to Judgment Day, nor to the Money of the Bank winner, uh, Damian Priest. Yeah. Uh, we got a quick question from Mr. Sports saying, Jack, what would the WWE do if a major snowstorm hit the Philadelphia area during WrestleMania weekend? Do you think they would reschedule it or what? Well, I'm going to actually be doing commentary for a few shows there during the, uh, during the week there for, so I will be there. I hope there's no snow. I can't drive. I live in Southern California. How would I know how to drive in, in snow? Uh, but they, they're not rescheduling that thing for nothing. I mean, they had it in like a hurricane a few years ago. Didn't they? They had it during the pandemic. They're not changing anything. Jimmy, you've been there. You know, they're not, that show's happening. No, the show goes on. And, and, uh, you, it's not like it's going to be like the Buffalo uh, during the when they had to postpone that football game or for a couple of days. It's not going to be anything like that. But at the same time, uh, the show must go on. I remember doing a show, an outdoor show here in Toronto, many many moons ago at uh, the CNE Stadium, which is a uh, you know the outdoor stadium here in August, and it was freezing cold in August of all times. And I remember uh, having to sneak co- hot coffees out to Howard Finkel. At ringside because he was freezing his butt off the poor guy but uh, again and it was drizzling it was raining but you know the show went on the guys just had, uh, they were just very careful in that canvas because when that canvas gets wet uh. yeah it's uh yeah they're, they're, it's gonna happen but hey by the way if i forget if i see you guys there if i see anyone there say hello come let's grab a picture and have a chat i'd love to meet some of you if you're all at wrestlemania and i'll be there happy whether it's roman or cody but, or uh, whether it's Rock or Cody, I don't care. If I can get in there, I'm going to try to go. Um, but let, we, they, we had a couple of, uh, of promo segments. I'm going to bundle them all together here because uh, I don't know if there's a whole lot to pull from any of them. But first off, Braun Breaker, he's talking to Pierce. It looks like both general managers are fighting for his attention. CM Punk, surgery is a success. Good to see. And Sami Zayn saying he feels like Rocky, but he doesn't want to be an underdog. He wants to be a champion. Matt, talk me, talk to me about any of these. Did anything stand out to you in these promos, in all these promos? What's a, a takeaway from any of them? Yeah, I think they were all good. I think Sammy has shown that he's still a force to be dealt with, someone who we still want to see on his television, and um, a compelling three-dimensional character. Uh, CM Punk, they're keeping him on the camera. So that likely means he's going to be doing some announcing. Um, I think he'll be doing some announcing uh, coming up. And what was the third one? Um, Braun Breaker. Um, Braun Breaker. Uh, Braun trying to Breaker. figure out which one he wants. If you want a solution for the Seth problem, I would I would have had an elimination chamber with Braun Breaker and have Braun Breaker go through everybody and then challenge Seth because Braun looked amazing at the Rumble and he's got a mystery about him and an it factor and, you know, a newness about him that could make for an intriguing matchup. Yeah, that one. Jimmy, I love that these guys are now, like the GMs are like fighting for signings, which is what real GMs would do. I love that they're keeping CM CM Punk on TV. I think that he's Mm -hmm. someone who clearly people are interested in and i think that 
following a journey like this makes you more excited when they come back because you're part of the journey. Also, Sami Zayn, guy knows how to cut a promo. No kidding. But that's the thing. It doesn't feel like a promo. It feels mm-hmm. real. You see, it's authentic. There's emotion there. And and the things that he said, like proving to the fans that they are right about him for getting behind him is a little, you know, those little things. And, you know, CM Punk, the little things that he said, you know, talking about it hurts and coming back. But when he does come back, he's going to be the best there ever, there ever has been little things like that. And a uh, Braun Breaker, I thought, it was interesting, uh, Matt, saying, you know, running through at the Rumble, but right now at least the battle between the GMs or the authority figures from each brand vying for to sign him makes him look like a, an important figure that people should pay attention to. And he's got that it factor. He ticks all the boxes. So at least they're making it look important before they debut him on television, uh, either brand, whatever it might be, Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I've been enjoying that. Uh, Danny Cochran calling me out, though, saying, Jack, for getting his Pacific Northwest boots. I, yeah, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, but I've moved down to California and instantly I just climatized. I mean, it's been raining here in Southern California, and I spent all day looking at the window with my hoodie up, holding my coffee with two hands, sipping it. Too cold for me to go outside. <laughs> I got to have my coffee every morning, too. I hear you, buddy. <laughs> Uh, Reaper Brink asking Jack, why no more wrestling ink pay-per-view reviews anymore? Uh, I don't know. I think it's a staffing thing. I don't, but I, I, I don't know. Um, that's for our overlords at static media tower to answer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I, I can't give you a a real answer. I don't know. Uh, we got Gunther, uh, has a ceremony to celebrate being a champion for 600 days no one's going to challenge him going forward except for Jay Uso, who comes out. We get a fantastic back and forth between these two. Things get physical. New Day comes to make the save. Matt, if Matt from the future came back in time and said to you, at WrestleMania, Jay Uso wins the Intercontinental Championship from Gunther, would you be happy? Other than the fact that you're using your time travel for that and not something more... Well, I, I, you know, I've had it for an infinite amount of time because with time travel, you know, it's probably the thousandth thing I've done with it, you know, right, right. (laughs) I wouldn't be happy, but man, the Jay Uso thing really kind of is surprising. They've done a really good job, you know, of taking this twin out of this tag team and making him, man, he is over like Grover, like he comes out the fans respond. They do the callbacks. He's exciting in the ring. I, I like the idea of him facing Guther for now. And Jay is Jay is a booking and storyline success story. They really did a great job of creating somebody that we've known for years, much like Jimmy was saying about JBL, right? Creating somebody that's that people will people will buy tickets to see Jay Uso now. That's insane. I love it. Good for him and good for them. Yeah, Jimmy or Jay Uso is absolutely a success story, Jimmy, and mm-hmm. it's very cool to see. Do you think that he should be the guy? If you were the one, I don't ask you booking questions very often because you call it down the middle so well. I never <laughs> want to put you in the hot seat, but uh, is Jay Uso the guy? If it's your thoughts, Jay Uso, first off, is Jay Uso the guy? And if so, should it be WrestleMania or should it be Elimination Chamber? 
That's a good question. And right now, you, like Matt said, he is so popular. The fans are with him. He's got personality. They're invested in him. Uh, maybe he should be the guy. And because they planted that seed tonight, he says, you're a great tag team wrestler. You, you know, uh, Gunther. There, there's another guy, too, just getting off topic for a second. There's another guy who's elevated his game on the microphone. We know he can go in the ring and be a brutal SOB and beat people up and look real mean doing it. But on the microphone, he's been killing it the last couple of weeks. But Jey Uso, he's got that it factor. He's got that connection with the audience that they're just buying into that whole thing. That yeet thing, which I still know, still I'm not sure exactly what it means. But hey, he's got me saying it too. And you know what I mean? And <laughs> he's got all, why not? Why not? Let him be the guy. We've gotten past the point where, where Gunther is, is the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. What's left? And then Gunther can move on to, to challenge for a different title later down the road. Jimmy, a dangerous game you play saying words you don't understand, but I like, <laughs> I like, the, I like it. Uh, we got uh, Mark, uh, I'm sorry, Mick Cloud saying, is Jay Uso teaming up with New Jay to take on Imperium? Sure looks like it, at least in the short term. I feel like that I think, makes sense. I think next week it was announced as a match. Um, so, yeah, that's probably where that's happening. Uh, but few people are saying, Matt, uh, like Killer Demon, saying Braun Breaker will be uh, Gunther at Mania. Would you think Gunther being the guy, or uh, Walter being the guy to do it, would be the way to go? That seems um, the way that they're going. Um, you know, by all accounts, they just slid yeah. Braun Breaker into that Brock Lesnar slot when everything happened. And part yep. of that Brock Lesnar slot was probably uh, Gunther at WrestleMania. Why not? Like Jimmy alluded to, Gunther doesn't get anything more from that belt. He has given a lot to that belt, which is what you want someone to do. And now Gunther without the belt is actually going to be a bigger star because he won't be seen as needing the belt. He can start kind of tickling the main event a little bit, you know, start doing that by, so that a year from now he can be one of the main events of Mania, which is headed. So why not Braun Breaker? Why not make a star? Why not have him beat him in, you know, 20 seconds? Like that would be something else. You know, that's kind of an interesting point. So we always say now that there's all these options for wrestlers to go to, it gives them some negotiation power. But when you're WWE, like, we lost Brock Lesnar. Oh, well, Braun Breaker, you're the guy. It's like, Braun Breaker's great. We're all excited, you know? Well, I, mean, the letters are, the, I mean, the letters are similar, too, you know? like <laughs> Yeah, I know it's, it's terrible. You don't want to see people losing a spot for reasons like they're getting hurt or whatever, you know, right. is going on behind the scenes. But at the same time, what a terrible problem to have where you can just insert here and make it work. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, in some ways, it's almost like, great, the log jam is cleared. We can add this guy here if I bring him up. Um, by the way, speaking of a log jam, Stephen Camp saying, Idaho, more beautiful than Washington State. How could you say that? Half of Washington State is the evergreen state. I mean, that's a beautiful place. That's where I'm from, Idaho. I mean, even if you look at Idaho on a map, it's not attractive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's got that tall part, and then it comes down like – it, it it it's irregular, you know. Let me it's put it irregular let, state. Let me put it this way: I've I've traveled through all fifty states, and uh, Idaho reminds me of Northern Saskatchewan. That's all. I oh, know. doesn't yeah. get worse than that. Yeah, well, there. there you go. <laughs> I've never been to Saskatchewan. <laughs> I'm sure Idaho is beautiful. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, 
there's only one, two things I don't like. It's Idaho and ranchers. No, my last <laughs> name's Farmer, so I say I hate ranchers. It's a bit. <laughs> so, anyways, um, we got uh, Caden Carter and Katana Chance facing the Kabuki Warriors. Uh, the Warriors get the win. Pretty dominant here. Uh, Matt, uh, I don't think I've talked to you about the women's tag team division in a while, anyways. Uh, how do you feel they're doing building this up? It's it's tough to build a division from nothing, which they seem to be doing now. Do you think they're doing an okay job of it? They're doing a fine job. Like, they seem to care more about the women's tag division than the men's tag division. You know, Katana Chance, or Katana and Carter are so perplexing to me because it seems like they should have charisma. Like, it seems like they should have all this stuff that just doesn't really happen for them. Like, last week... They're facing the Kabuki Warriors, and I didn't know there's a title change, but as soon as I saw them, I go, I can't think of one canonical reason why the Kabuki Warriors aren't going to win this match tonight, you know? I, I don't know what, I, that tag team is missing so much for me, um, and I know it's supposed to be this energetic, high charisma tag team, but I just want the Kabuki Warriors to put them out of their misery, and and they kind of did. Yeah, you know, Jimmy, I said um, on another show that, or on this show, one of the shows where I was talking, I can't remember if it's, I, I was on a bunch of them, like, for a few weeks, but uh, I was saying the thing about Chance and Carter that I can't get behind is their whole thing is they just like to party, but I can't find myself cheering for a team where partying is the most important thing to them. That feels like a bad guy thing. That doesn't feel like the good guys are like, oh, well, the thing I care about most in life is, is partying. Uh, mm. that's just like something Logan Paul would say. Um, and that's a weird character that I don't understand how that translates to wrestling and someone in the chat or not in the chat, the, the comments, they got all mad at me, Jack, if that's all you see them as, then you're not paying attention to the characters. Am I missing something with these two? Like, are they, I just, I guess I don't understand why I'm supposed to cheer for party people. Well, let me put it this way. If you're missing some, if you're missing something with these people, so am I. And so were, 10 or however many thousand people that were in the building in St. Louis tonight, because they were not into them at all tonight. And, you know, look, it's not that they don't work hard. It's not that, you know, anything like that. It's just, again, something there is not connecting with the audience. And that's what, that's where the money is. And that's where you get your opportunities. And that's what you want people to connect with that, uh, that investment, that emotional investment in characters. And for some reason, you know, Seeing them partying is not connecting. Maybe they you know, need to find. Maybe they need to find just a, a slight different route to go with them. A hundred percent. It's an incongruity with their characters, you know, and and what we see them at. Katie Kedenzero, Katana Chance, one Ninja Warrior. Okay, like she's the first woman to ever win Ninja Warrior. That's kind of cool. Like that's not like. And you're saying, okay, this is a party girl. Guys, mm -hmm. when we see wrestling, anybody in the world can pick up their phone and Wikipedia someone. And they're going to be like, Party Girl was American Ninja Warrior? What the heck? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's just that thing we see a lot when people have to act. Wrestlers have to act. And they, it's not a true version of themselves. I think that's why it's not connecting. Yeah, I've been saying, oh, wow, that's cool. I never knew that. Yeah, that's her thing. And it reminds me of um, uh, uh, Indashir uh, and... Um, now I'm, I'm forgetting his name. He was um, the one that was coming for a long time. Veer. Uh, Veer. Veer, yeah. How Same he's thing. really the million-dollar arm guy, and they never talk about that. And it's like, that's 
that's the story. Like, why are we making this weird character? He, he had a Disney movie made after him. Why are we not talking about that? Or uh, yeah, and Katana Chance to your point. Yeah, she was on Ninja Warrior. That's why aren't we making that the, the story? The first woman to win. The first woman to pass a leg of Ninja Warrior. She first woman to beat the warped wall. Like that's a big deal. Like that's crazy. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Jimmy. No, it, it absolutely is. And, and again, to your point, Matt, when people feel real, when people feel authentic, that's when pe- that's when the audience gets behind them. Instead of, uh, y- you know, there are certain made up characters that you can have fun with, like a Tazawa, like our truth. Well, our truth is funny in real life. Let's put it that way. But he, he's he's just a blast. But then we're getting it again. We're getting some realism behind that. And that's why people are buying it. And uh, when you have a a team like uh, Chance and Carter who feel like they're playing characters, the audience can uh, sense that as well. Well, and I would say with the characters, you have to find a way to, to make it like, why are they in wrestling? I always say Kane was this guy that this this kid that was burned as a young child, but he was wrestling because he wanted to get back at the undertaker. That's what brought him to the ring. That's why he's fighting. That's why he's doing what he's doing. It doesn't have to be like super in depth, but I just got to understand why that ties into it. Even in NXT, there's Ariana Grace, who's a beauty queen, but she's trying to show the world how to be great like her. And she's going to do that in the ring. And so you go, okay, that's why. But if you just like to party, why are you, why are you wrestling? Why are you here? Like go party. (laughs) I don't get it. There's always one word behind it. Reasons. Give me reasons. Uh, And so because I feel like even after they lost, like, oh, they lost. That's a bummer. Oh, well, off to the club. And I like them. They're super like, lovable. Like, they're, they, they sh- I should like them. They lost their tag team titles last week. And they came out today so happy. They were so happy and so joyous and just partying it up. Yeah, exactly. Like, you should be, be upset about it. But, I mean, it's, I think that's what I'm missing from them. Because they seem lovable. They seem like people that I could absolutely see like kids loving them and wanting their action figures and stuff. It's just, yeah, there's that something's missing there. Um, It's hard to sell kids a keg stand. You know what I'm saying? That's actually (laughs) a really good point too. That is a good point. Even if you're a, um, or if you're a parent, like, Oh, these are your heroes. What do they do? Oh, they do a keg stand. (laughs) Just like mommy used to. (laughs) 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 oh my goodness so we get to the end of the show we get to the main event uh shinsuke nakamura versus cody rhodes in a bull rope match uh jimmy this was a a, this was another one i was like i get i get it but like we just saw these guys have like a lot of matches back to back to back so to be running it back again felt very recent uh, so that was kind of a bummer, especially since Nakamura, we knew, wasn't going to get the win here. Uh, also, Dusty Rhodes was in the last bull rope match. That is a stat that just blows my mind. Uh, well, no, I don't think it, he was in the last match because they That's mentioned, I know, said. I, I know that they also mentioned that JBL had and uh, Eddie had a, a bull rope match. And some, there was another bull rope match that they mentioned. So I think he was the the... Not said, it, uh, or it was Orton and Dusty Rhodes did one. Oh, but it, I don't. It might I, be the difference between like a bull rope match and where you get a pin, and then the four corners bull rope match. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. I think there might be some weird technicality there. 
Right. Uh, yeah. Well, at least, at least, at least, uh, as I saw your tweet tonight there, Matt, uh, at least there wasn't any false finish giveaways there. Anyways. It drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. When I can tell by the ref, if it's a two count or a three count, or if I can see the wrestler's eyes are open. Oh, those are the two things that I can't stand. Mm, I hear you. I hear you. It, yeah, it's a tough. Uh, it's that's a tough gig being a ref, obviously, Jimmy. But it it bothers me when you can tell that third, the third one where you can tell they're they're slowing down before they get to the end. That's that's my pet peeve. But it's, well, it was one of the believe it or not, it was one of the most difficult things to learn as as and and try to keep in your brain is to keep your count consistent throughout the entire match. So it does. I, I've seen people speed up their count on the finish, slow down their count on the finish, keep it. The keep the cadence as consistent as you can and keep it looking real. Uh, uh, what, what were you mentioning? The swipe, Matt? Yeah, the, the big oh. swoop, the big swooping arm, okay, kicking now, out the legs. You know, I, I just to me that always gave it away. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. And then a real quick story here when we used to do the show Aftermath up here in Canada uh, on Sportsnet, uh, we were at SummerSlam here in Toronto when it was in Toronto last time. And I was sitting with the producer of the show, sitting beside each other, and he's like popping for the false finishes, and I knew it wasn't it. And he's going mm-hmm. to me, he's going to me, what's what's what are you doing? Oh, you because you know the finish. I said, no, I don't know the finish to the match. I'm watching the referee, and unfortunately, he has a tell. He says, oh, what's a tell? And I said, I don't want to tell you. He says, why not? Because I didn't want to give it away. You know, he says, no, just tell me. So I told him what. I was seeing, and he says, oh, now that you told me, I can't unsee it. That's why I don't mention them out loud out here on, in the nation so the nation can hear it because it, all of a sudden everybody at home is going to see, oh, wow, I see it now. <laughs> so I kind of, yeah. hmm, eh. sometimes uh, you don't have to peel the curtain back that far. The, um, yeah, you, you must never, I, I, I never noticed that stuff, so I still get it, but I do notice the ones that are like, they stop and they, you can tell they're hovering like they, I don't know. There's nothing uh, again, wrong it's, it's, with, there's nothing wrong with those really close, you know, two and nine tenths counts. And the referee does hit three, but then waves it off. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. That looks real. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, Billy Horton uh, at B Horton WWE says the last one was Orton versus Dusty Great American Bash 2007. Um uh, you know what? Also, I think I might be thinking of some uh, some AEW. I think they've done one or two that might be like messing with my dust in or two thousand seven. Dusty two thousand seven. Great is American what he Bash. says on Great American Bash. This is on Twitter, so I have done zero fact checking, as you should when you're on Twitter. Don't ever fact check anything. Maybe they did something when uh, when Orton came back. When Bob Orton came back, maybe I don't know. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Um, it may have was he still doing Legend Killer in 2007? Maybe it was one of those things, dude. That seems a little late, but yeah, like, I was raising was, a kid, man. I don't remember. Um, so, uh, but I've got a uh, I've got a, a tough question for you, Matt. Been waiting all, all night for this one. But right, I like to play this game called Hall the Way, and the game is okay. if someone was to just retire and hang it up right now, this very second, nothing else happens. Have they done enough to get to the Hall of Fame? So I got to ask you, Cody Rhodes, Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion, two Royal Rumbles, but never won the big one. 
if Cody Rhodes said, you know what, after today, I'm done. I'm not arresting anymore. I'm going to go do movies or, or politics or whatever he has next. Is Cody Rhodes Hall of Fame bound? Oh, without a doubt, you know, Cody Rhodes, uh, you know, smile because of my face. I like Cody. Um, yeah. Uh, and that's why I had such a reaction online was because I saw Cody Rhodes, the dude, when he reacted, when he shook the rock's hand. That, that was real. This guy was in WWE. He, he, he did a Hall of Fame speech and they said, well, we'll give this guy a chance. Then he got up. He wasn't, you know, that great. And he, you know, he did a lot of different gimmicks and and then he did stardust and he was let go he then he, he makes that list and he i mean i'll give you the whole history but he makes that list and starts aw then comes back tears the peck this guy has done everything you could possibly do without winning the championship including literally starting a revolution in wrestling so you got to give it to him 100 percent. love it i would say i would say so too but it's just a fun question to ask um, so we get to the end here. It's, it's the end of the show. Looks like we're not going to find out until Thursday who the actual main events are. Jimmy, what are your, this is basically a three hour commercial to tune into a press conference on Thursday is what this show was. Uh, yeah, yeah. do you, do you like that? Like, is that, that's good business, right? Cause now we're all going to tune into a press conference. They're going to probably break records again. Uh, do you like that they're doing this that way? Or do you feel like, can't we just do this on the show? Uh, I, I don't, I, I get it from a business standpoint. I like it. If I was it, an office guy as a mm -hmm. fan, I don't like it. And for yeah. the reasons I said earlier, Cody Rhodes needs to give us the reasons why he said what he said on Friday night and why he stepped aside and gave rock that opportunity against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania has the match been made official. They've said it several times tonight. It has, uh, you know, that the press conference, it, they will make it official. Uh, allegedly we'll see if it, if it is official, however, the wording was, they tried to make it sound like, well, we're not sure if this match between rock and Roman is a hundred percent happening giving the fans some hope, so to speak, for the We Want Cody movement, but we know what's happening. That's that's yeah. my opinion. It's just how they present it at the at the press conference. And again, do we get the explanation there? What they should do at the press conference, if they do it, is have Rock put Cody over like a million bucks saying Cody is the man for stepping aside. He was the one who suggested to me to take that seat at as of the throne at the head of the table and, you know, and put family first and stuff like that. And, and his legacy will continue or something along those lines. I don't know. I'm trying to find the right wording here. That's not coming out, but you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if rock puts Cody over huge, that he was the one who selflessly gave up that spot. It makes him look like, you know, he cares. And, and Cody, you know, saying something to the effect that, look, I want to take everything from you, Roman, but I want that seat at the head of the table as well, because it's not only about your family, it's about my family. It's about everybody's family back there in the locker room. It's about everybody's family out there in the audience. I want that seat at the head of the table. And, mm -hmm. and whether it's you, Rock, or whether it's you, Roman, whoever it is, I'm coming for it. Matt, is there... A way. First off, what are your thoughts on just them doing this in a press conference extra 
And uh, what, like, is there a way they can end this press conference where everybody is happy? Um, no, uh, they can't. <laughs> um, but as far as the press conference goes, it's very TKO, you know, very UFC, right? Very UFC where you're going to do this press conference. Why not? Rock is in front of Cody on the graphic. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is um, it's not really a mystery, but I do think by them talking about that we want Cody's, by them doing all that stuff, they're saving themselves some wiggle room if they want to change their mind. As far as making everybody happy, man, that is going to be a tough order. I think, like, um, you know, maybe something like Rock and uh, Rock and Cody and Seth and Co I'm sorry, Seth and Cody and Rock and Roman both on night one. Night two, winners uh, merge the titles. That's or or lost. Sorry, Las Vegas is being used as a press conference for a bait and switch for WrestleMania 41, and they're going to announce 41 in Vegas. You know, I don't. You know, um, and yeah. then The Rock will do that. He's like, oh. When I said WrestleMania, I didn't mean WrestleMania 40. They could do that easily, too. But I, I'm with Jimmy. I think <laughs> The Rock is going to face Roman at WrestleMania, and he'll probably win the title. I think so, too. I, I, I really do. I think we're going to end with The Rock standing tall. Because um, at the end of the day, too, we all argue about whether like what's best for business, what's the story, whatever. At the end of the day, and what does The Rock want? I think Nick Khan's going to jump in his arms like Elizabeth and Macho Man. <laughs> See, and now you've got me. Now you've got me conflicted because obviously, like I said, you know, you the WWE seems set on having Roman go and becoming that longest-term champion in the modern era, beating Hulk Hogan's streak or record, whatever the, the case may be. But does it make Cody a bigger star defeating someone like The Rock if he were the champion? You know what I mean? That's a tough call. Yes, we want to see him beat Roman Reigns for the championship, but Roman beating Rock is something that a lot of people are expecting if that happens. So if Rock were to become the champion, the Hollywood title, as Seth likes to call it, um, mm -hmm. and Cody defeating the Rock, does, I, does that make Cody that much more of a bigger star? As, worked, as opposed yeah. to defeating the guy who defeated The Rock. it's That's a he, tough question. He worked really hard to keep his momentum up this year against a lot of odds. I don't know, man. Him not getting that match this year. I don't know if anybody's got that kind of energy to keep that momentum up. You know, like, it's it, that's a tall order to be seen as uh, someone worthy to challenge The Rock at that point. You know, that could be tough. Yeah, it's a long... It, it's. Uh... It'll be interesting. It's, this this will be a very tough road, I think, for everyone. But it's an interesting road to WrestleMania, and we're on that rocky road now. I want to thank everyone for joining us in the chat. Uh, thanks for being here. Goose Rob, Beer Money, Jack Ramon, JT098. Uh, damn it, ASAP. I don't know how to pronounce that. Good fella, Ricky. Uh, Jimmy, any final thoughts, and where can the world find you online? Uh, it was just, it was a fun ride. It had its roller coaster ride. It had its ups and its downs. But the biggest takeaway for me was that uh, I don't know what it did tonight to help Cody and the We Want Cody movement. 
like I said, I think the guy who benefited the most, and again, at the end of that bull rope match, the guy who benefited the most tonight is Drew McIntyre. And here's a guy who allegedly is not signed. So I got a a feeling that'll happen. I I got a feeling too, because, you know, why would you be putting so much steam behind this guy if he wasn't going to sign? But uh, and uh, Matt, how about you? Final thoughts on the show, and where can the world find you and all the stuff you're doing online? I haven't talked about Drew today. Drew is amazing, and if you look at the Drew McIntyre character, he is very focused on creating a character that has um, motives that are understandable, that are rational, that are understandable by everybody that that he can feel is is in the right you know what i'm saying so the the means justify or the ends justify the means uh as far as the raw it was pretty good i think wbe may have gone out of their way just a little bit to mute the cody thing and it may have worked a little bit but you know i'd give it about a seven out of ten and looking forward to the the main event of the week the press conference by god we're gonna have a press conference let's get ready to rumble with twenty five hundred dollar vip seats where you get a photo op with triple h so that you know, hey, let's just monetize, bro. Monetize. I got two. I got two seats. You know, I figure why not. <laughs> and real quick, one more thing about Drew. And this is what I love about it. Everything he says in his promos are any of it a lie? Does he lie not in his a, promos? Not a word. But he says it like a real dick, and that's yep. what works. And again, uh, you said to throw the plugs out there. I didn't get to throw my my yeah you know, plugs out there for all my social media. Obviously you can catch me here on Monday nights with, with like you guys uh, talking raw and on Wednesday nights talking um, AEW with you and Issa, usually uh, Jack and uh, the roughing it up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Ryan Hebner and RJ who holds on glue together. We had a hell of a one with Chavo Guerrero last week and we got Trevor Murdoch coming up this week. We're having a lot of fun talking and, you know, my ref and rant pod, my ref and rants uh, on my, all my social media platforms, they're not very long. I try to get them in as, as in a minute or if so. And again, little critiques, not to tear down, but to tighten screws that I believe need to be tightened. They're my opinion. Hey, it's okay to disagree sometimes, folks, but uh, we can disagree respectfully. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You can follow me here, obviously, on Wrestling Inc. for Mondays and on Wednesdays. I'm off this Wednesday. Uh, I got a, a little event I'm doing that will take me away from the screen, but I will be back the following week. Uh, and I'm doing commentary for Prestige Wrestling on February 25th. You can get that on uh, IWTV. You can also check out Santino Bros. I did commentary for them last night uh, on Fight TV. Uh, those are really good shows you should check out. Uh, also, I'm going to make sure to be in the comment sections on YouTube. So let me know what you think. I thought I was, but apparently there's something that made it so you couldn't see my comments. Like all my comments have been hidden. I've been trying to talk to people and respond. No one responded. I just thought people didn't care. But then I realized my comments have all been hidden. So I've got another sign on. You'll, I'll be responding to you guys and, and trying to interact. You've so been blocked. I got, I got <laughs> blocked by wrestling <laughs> I guess. It's a static, I it's a static overloads, bro. <laughs> static overloads. Like you have not presented us with five, enough five star reviews to be okay. <laughs> well, uh, I want everyone like, comment, share, subscribe, five star reviews, all that good stuff. Follow at Wrestling Inc. and be here tomorrow for the After NXT show. I bet it's going to be a good one. See you guys there.
Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food, not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.